0: All right, here we go. Interlocking NY show. That's right. I believe it is show number 11, if I'm not mistaken. All right. With Jimmy Palumbo and my co-host... Rick Antonori. How are we doing out there? Rick Antonori, otherwise known as the manager of the Cincinnati Stream, getting involved here. (laughs) His first managerial position with some D1 folks. So normally we do talk about the Mets and the Yankees, but I think because you just started this week. It's important that we discuss what is going on with the Cincinnati Steam.
1: Well, it's, uh, it's, it's ready to go. Last night we had practiced on Tuesday. Last night I was, it was the team introduction to the public. It's a, it's pretty, a, a good like a legitimate business slash organization. They've been around the Cincinnati area for 15 years. Um, the public came out. Yeah, you know, obviously the players' parents came. They had a dinner for the everybody. Um, I had to stand up in front of everybody, talk a little bit. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> but, you know, being who I am, I, I made it work. So, um Okay. You know, were and the then the parents there and everything. Yeah, the parents were there were and everything. Parents. Yeah, you know, and of course they come up right away because the pitchers the biggest thing right now is yes, they're they're D they're D one ball players it's the hardest thing is going to be managing their time on the field and getting it as equal as I can, as long as they're playing to a certain level, you know, a quality level. So if a kid, if a kid joins a team
0: or is on the team, you got to play him. It's not like it's pro baseball, right? So you have to, you have to, I mean, the best nine play, I get it. There's always a little bit of that, but, yeah. you got to, because it's just kind of a summer league. You you got to make sure kids get in the game,
1: right? Exactly, and and I'm trying to balance out the time. I mean, we already established who's going to be our first five pitches for the first five games. Now, when I say that these are nine inning games, but um, we had a meeting with I had a meeting with the commissioner on Monday night, Memorial Day of all days, and you know I even got, I learned even more how involved Major League Baseball is, which I knew Major League B- Baseball. Was a, in part a sponsor of the Great Lakes League, but they're really involved. Like they, they're they get stats every week of all the guys because they're sending scouts out. The teams are sending scouts out to look at yeah, these so, guys. These are all guys that are still potentially about to be drafted in the next one to two years. Yeah, they have to have. There, there so, must be some.
0: There has to be some kind of system in place where oh, they know yeah. a all the, all the D one teams, b. They got to know all the summer leagues to see what's going on there. Um, uh, And right. there
1: has to be a system that their scouts are getting all the information. Right. Well, now remember, not all the summer leagues are sponsored in part by MLB. I mean, there's a number of others right. that are that are not sponsored at all by MLB, but the Great Lakes is. And I'm like, OK, like one of the things they, they go over for 10, 15 minutes was pitch counts, you know, being old school, you and I we we would joke around on the show saying you would never go to Tom Seaver. Hey Tom, you're at 110 pitches. You know what? You're done for the day. Tom Seaver right. would rip your head off. You know, right. imagine going to Bob right. Gibson and saying, "Hey Bob, you know, what? you just do 115 pitches in 7 innings. We're going to sit you down now." Yeah, Bob uh, Gibson right. would rip, you know, rip your eyeballs out and do something right. else. <laughs> no, I, it's
0: true. It was a different time. Some yeah. players were, you know, I think some of the pitchers hide behind that a little bit now you know, when they're at 95 and they're actually shot and they make it sound like they want to stay in the game. Meanwhile, the catch is like looking at the manager, get him out of
1: here. Yeah, <laughs> He's going yeah. underhanded yeah. right yeah. now. So he's gotta... giving me, when his eyeballs are telling me he's got the hook on the eyeball, like hook him now, right. get him out. But um, yeah, so we already, like Eric got from the um, the upper office saying, listen, what's, the first... what's your pitch count? Yeah, do they have enough? They have a certain pitch count, 120, then they have to sit for six days. Um, but so we're, even if it's uh, so, so, in other words,
0: it, but what if they go get, pitcher goes game one, he throws like 70 pitches, yeah. Once he gets to 120 within a week,
1: no, okay, yeah, good, good question. So, being that there are probably 14 to 16 pitches on the roster, okay, um, the first Week to 10 days, each game, the pitchers are going to be uh, asked to go three to five innings, probably on a pitch count of about 75 to 80 pitches. Okay. That, that will – that allows me to get other pitchers in. Um, right. w- when we met on Tuesday, we just – you know, I told all of them, said, listen, I've been in touch with your, co- your college coaches and a lot of them – a lot of them are telling me you guys have no restrictions. There are others, and I went to them directly – you know your coach wants you like pitching lefty against lefty. He's planning on using you in the pen, and I'm just confirming that you already know this. And he's like, "Yep, I already know a coach." And but I gotta be honest with you, I was watching these guys throw. This one lefty as a reliever, I have no problem throwing him against the right. I mean, like he had so much movement on his pitches. I'm like, dude, you, I'm I'm leaving you in for at least three, four guys. I'm like, why? I'm not gonna have you for one batter. You know, a lefty right. on a lefty to pull you. I mean, I, yeah, why would?
0: I mean, that's how they do it in the majors now. Why? Yeah, it's summer leagues, you got to let these kids play a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, but some of these guys, I mean, they're, th- they're throwing. I, you know, so the first hour of practice was just bullpen, just pitchers and catchers. And being, how much staff? How much staff do you have? Um, there's two coaches. Hmm. There might be a third volunteer coach. Were you able to hire them, or they just come with the team? No, they came with the team. little the third volunteer. Uh, if he does join, the uh, comes in when he wants, um, that'd be nice because I know him. And um, I'll actually sh- – a little shout-out. He's the one who brought me on at Urbana University two years ago. Okay. And um, he's living down in Cincinnati now. So he, m- he may come a couple of games and help out. So that'd That's be nice to have a familiar face uh, around. But and, um, when is, and when is opening day? Tomorrow. <laughs> June 4th. <laughs> First game's tomorrow. First game's tomorrow. Oh uh, Well, who are you playing? We are playing the Hamilton Joes, our arch rivals. Okay, all right. So, so next, uh,
0: next, well, how many games between now and next Thursday?
1: We have one day off, Monday. Monday's the only so, day off. So you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Monday's off. Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Thursday. Wednesday. So by the time we meet
0: again next week, you will have five <laughs> games on your belt. All right, here we go. Yeah. Now this is this is horrible to ask of you, but this is why I'm horrible. Um, okay, five games.
1: I, I want at least three and two out of that. Otherwise, you know, I'll, I'll be I, if we're three and two, I'm gonna be a little upset. I want four and one at least. All
0: right, okay, you so know. here we go. Our, our lovely fans out there, all uh, all four of them, including my mother. Uh, Rick here, uh, was I don't think Rick's wife's even listening to the show, so it's um, uh, Rick says four and one. I'm going to go with three and two. Well, he'll struggle he, your first managerial yeah. thing. You got to, yeah, we'll uh, see. You'll I, finish the see. I predict you will finish the season stronger
1: than you start. That's I, my well, prediction. I agree. I agree with that. Let me tell you this.
0: It's based on nothing.
1: Let me tell you this.
0: I don't even know where Cincinnati is. on the map.
1: Let me tell you this. I, I throw a lot of beep batting practice. You know, I, I, I do.
0: Wow. You can still chuck pretty good. Huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't I, I, I'm good. I, my arm's good now. I've built it wow. up. I could throw probably three, four hundred pitches. Oh man! But uh, but I'm at. But uh, again, I'm only twenty-five, thirty feet out. I, I, it's not like, and I'm not throwing ninety miles an hour. I can tell yeah, you right yeah,
0: now. I, dude, when I wash dishes, uh, I, my, my <laughs> you arm hurts. So but I, I get to,
1: But I. But I'm accurate. I get. Throw, I get throw strikes. Um, so I gotta be honest with you. I did batting practice after the bullpens, and we met. with The whole team met. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kid you there were three guys who kept coming up that I actually was like sweating. Like every wow. time they hit, it was like, I mean, but guys are like six, three to six, five, six, six. And somebody swing, sweet swinging. Play. I'm like, I'm telling you one guy was crushing balls. Every time he hit the net, I, I took a second to look at the net, make sure it wasn't fraying or a hole was developing. <laughs> You know, I'm like, you, I, I, you
0: hear about guys getting hurt doing that. Oh too, because... well, I actually
1: did get drilled in the ankle. I, my foot leaked out, and a guy hit me. Um, thankfully, it hit the the, uh, oh, okay. the screen now you're first. Like,
0: now, you're, now you're acting like LeBron right now. You oh, no, 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 I walked it oh, off. I, I, off. I, I'm
1: not gonna lie. I cursed once or twice. Walked about five feet, came back and threw another ten minutes. But <laughs> I would have hit you. Should have hit him right in the right in the butt. You should slam. Well, him. <laughs> he he was like, "Oh, I'm done." I'm like, "No, you're not. Get in there." He's like, get "Yeah, but you're gonna <laughs> hit me." I said, "Yeah, I am. Get in there." <laughs>
0: So, uh, That's but, cool. All but, right, well, yeah. listen, Rick Antonori, managerial debut in practice of well, the Cincinnati
1: That is awesome. I love when you do that, but there's also I something that. else that might be developing from this. Uh-oh. Yeah.
0: Well, he's wearing, just to the, those of you scoring at home, I'm wearing my black Rutgers hat. Yeah. Um, with the red R and, and, uh, Rick is wearing the, uh, Duke blue, uh, <laughs> Uh, Cincinnati steam hat with a big white S on it. You know what? To be honest with you, I really want to bust balls on your hat. I really do. But I gotta be honest with you. I actually like the hat. I, think I was going My my sense of ball breaking is so astute that I was gonna just go in anyway and like false, you know, false entertainment. And I'm like, you know what? First thing, I can't bust balls on his hat because number one, I you gotta send me one. You gotta give me. A hat, I'll get
1: bro. you one. I'll get you one. I'll definitely get you one. You yeah. um, know, uh, but. That's um, awesome. So, I have a call tonight how this I, I guess my I mean hopefully my name's getting out there. That's what's happening. Uh, maybe someone from um from another school that I work with you know called up. but a gentleman um who is in the Cincinnati Reds organization runs their kids camps. That's all okay. Cincinnati Reds. It's li- like the business card is out of the Cincinnati Reds office, okay. Um, they got in touch with me They're seeing if I could help out with their day camps Monday through Friday, you know, with the kids, it's ages six to 14, but it's, right. it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's a pay, another paying baseball gig, but it's with the, like with the Cincinnati Reds where I get a Cincinnati Reds uniform once or twice during the, or three times during the summer, I'm literally on the field at great American ballpark with these kids okay. in, in Reds well, I- uniform. It's like, I got to find out more information because one, you know, family comes first and I got to see if this is something we could pull off as a family because the kids have things going on a little bit further away. It's actually a little bit closer than where the steam play with some of their home, uh, one of their home fields. It's going to be a lot of time, but it's, but yeah, I got to be there like nine o'clock before nine o'clock in the morning, then go right to the steam workouts or games. And and when does this start? Uh, I could start as early as Monday, or maybe the following Monday. I, I I'm gonna know more tonight. I'm gonna talk to the how guy. How you gonna How are you gonna do that and the steam? Well, he already knows I'm the head coach for the steam, and he's like, well, you know, days that you have games, you know, we'll just get you out of there early. Okay. You know, So we'll have to. The interlocking NY
0: show is becoming in doubt here. No, but no. Will, we will. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out another day. You know, you know we'll like, like I said,
1: Monday Monday nights, maybe or something like that, it's depending yeah, on your we'll schedule. Figure we'll figure it out. But, uh, i got no problem with that. yeah but hey uh, but back to that's back a good to, opportunity you know Mets and yankees Listen, i
0: i also met uh, just showing you this card here yes um, doug sinella is a recommending douglas sinella is a recommending scout for the cincinnati reds uh and he's based here in mawa and he let me shoot some videos for my other podcast there so nice. i don't know if it's a connection you're talking to somebody you throw his name around see what happens i'll see what happens um you never know. But that's great. Congratulations. You got your managerial job. You got your Cincinnati Reds thing. That's important. And uh maybe there could be something there for you long term. Uh on my end, I will um uh Johnny Trino suffered what could be a career ending. I heard career ending uh hamstring pull. I show up at the field Thursday night for a doubleheader. I'm in a I'm in a co-ed league, okay. And those of you scoring at home, my character in Beer League was Johnny Trino. So I do this little game where I'm I'm Johnny Trino and Jimmy Palumbo at the same time. But I'm I'm an aging veteran. I was once a very good softball hitter, but time has taken its toll as it always does. Or the great erosion of skills is in, in, in place.
1: Time is undefeated.
0: Um, but then I realized that I think our outfield stinks. So I said, put me in the outfield. I'm be- why am I catching? I'm better than your outfield. He puts me in the left field. Oh God! Okay. So, <laughs> the guy hits a guy hits a fly ball, fly ball, to me. I had to come in a little bit, but that was a routine catch. I caught it with one hand, flipped it into the shortstop, and they start calling me a hot dog. I go, guys, if you think that was a hot dog play, I moved five feet. I called the wall. That was nothing. So then I get up and I first and second, and um, I hit a line shot to the third uh, to the shortstop. Pretty good. Pretty good rope. And I knew I got to get on my horse. So I ran down and I beat out the double play. I didn't think anything of it. Like, you know, I, I had to turn on the guns as they say. The next time I got up, I hit a chopper to third. I'm running down right before I got the first base. My whole leg just shredded, bro. Bang.
1: Like I got shot. Like, <laughs> did a you kid. hear a pop? Did you hear a pop? Uh, the, the whole
0: feeling of it. Yeah. Oh. And I, 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 I immediately started coaching first. I, I took myself out of the game instantly and they were like, Oh, can you coach first? I'm like, no, I gotta get, I gotta get away, I gotta get, <laughs> I gotta get ice on this. I knew it was bad, and I, uh, some kid, believe it or not, these softball players, it's the creepiest thing. They have the, you know, those like uh, massage guns that yep. pump your body. Yep, yep. Okay. I, I get that if you're playing. If you're, <laughs> like, yeah. they have it at the college, but you're at college. College, you, you, this is what you're doing. Kind of, I don't to say. It's saying, kind of your career. Time. Yeah, it's your living. Yeah. But, but, but co-ed softball in a township in New Jersey? I, I said, first of all, whose is this? Whoever this is, is a creep. I don't want them on my team. And then secondly, I used it, and I was like, oh, this actually feels good. It makes you feel better.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, but... I'm
0: laughing. I'm like, this is the win. But they were like, can you go back, you know, in the field? And I was like, no way. And then the second game started, and I realized I was like, I was like, guys, I, 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 you know, we're joking around here, and I got the ice pack on it, but I think, I think this is catastrophic to my sports career, um, so I had to shut it down. I've been sore ever since.
1: Um, What's the level of blood it feels pooling?
0: A, feels a little bit better. I didn't get any black and blue underneath. You so didn't get any? Sign,
1: but, well, that's no. a good sign. Then, then, then it's like right. a, it's so, a lesser grade.
0: Yeah. So uh, it's the least. But I am not uh, not feeling good. We got a game tonight. Uh, looks like it's going to get rained out anyway. I got a game Sunday. I'm not going to – I got to shut it down um, for at least uh, – maybe till next Thursday and I'll see if
1: I can. All right. You, you might – I mean, you, you I, might need two I'm weeks. You might need two weeks. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, You know, I, you know, I had to – Can you stretch? Can you stretch it at all? Yeah,
0: but it's not It's not pretty. I, I really think I should shut it down for at least another two weeks. But uh, man, I, cause said. I, I was, you know, starting to hit the ball well again. Fans were coming out to see Johnny Trinnell play. And then I'm out for the year. But anyway – Enough about me, enough about you. I don't know if the show's about me and you now. It's you know, the Rick and Jimmy show.
1: Uh <laughs> well up until you know, last week because we I said we're more interesting, but I gotta say the Yankees yeah. and Mets I mean my Mets have how they're doing it, smoke and mirrors, but they're doing it. Six games, seven games over 500, four, four and a half game lead out of nowhere. With with the lineup, yep. thank and God Alfonso it. came back Alonso came back. Hey listen, the bottom line is uh
0: I, I don't know how the Mets are doing it either. Pitching. Um but, well, the, obviously that. But, you know, listen, bottom line is this. The the division's not that good. Right. No, no, that and, helps. And the Mets are playing – they're not playing uh, – you know, they, they're playing decent baseball. Yeah, they they're playing, playing good – yes,
1: they're playing good baseball. It's just – does right. the – does the offense have enough that night to push him over? To I, push him I over believe, the
0: edge? I believe Atlanta now is in second place.
1: Yeah, four and a half out. Yeah, which which means you know you know how Atlanta goes. They're always trying. Yeah, to that, pick and up. that's the one they gotta watch. That that to me is the one they gotta watch out for.
0: But uh, but on I the told other side
1: like I told when, you though, I told you if Alonzo comes back, put him behind Lindor, and now Lind- to and now Lindor's, Lindor's getting some hit. A hit. Little bit. He's actually three seventy one. The last series he hit.
0: All right. Yeah, right. he's here, got here.
1: the average is over the Mendoza line at 209 right now. Hey, it's okay. climbed 29 points.
0: Speaking of Mendoza line, uh, I was at the big ball archer in the Bronx last night for Lou Gehrig day. Nice. Which was a big, big special day in our family. Cause my dad was a huge Lou Gehrig fan. Could, uh, you know, for years he was even involved with ALS uh, small donations. He would get, uh, he had a little can in his office and he would put all his chains in there, and he would actually go to the bank, cash in the chains, write the check to ALS. I'm going back to like, you know.
1: Oh, back in a,
0: the day. The ALS Foundation first started. Yeah. and uh, Well, no, I'm sure I'm sure it started a long time ago, but it's like 70s and 80s. And um, so it was a big deal because oh, Major League Baseball, every June 2nd, will be Lou Gehrig Day. But it's really more uh, – it's not celebrating the player. It's really about trying to figure out a way to uh, – this disease, ALS, uh, aka Lou Gehrig's disease, um, it's one of those diseases. I think um, it's a bad, Luke, it's bad ALS and pancreatic cancer. The same. If, if you got if you got ALS and Lou Gehrig's time, and now same diagnosis, you die at the same time. Yeah, there's no, been, they have yeah. made no. Think about it, you know, since 1941 till now, they've made zero progress in ALS. And uh, and they haven't made any progress for like pancreatic cancer either. But it's, it's mind boggling. You think in 80 years, you know, all the technology now, they would at least say, well, we, we extend your life another three years, even though it's lousy, they got nothing. Um, I was reading some stuff. It's crazy. People electing not to do anything and they're living around. It's really, nothing really, really works hundred percent. There's some new drugs coming out for ALS. Hopefully that'll help. But, um, so we went to the stadium, me and my brother, and his uh, his wife and my nephew, uh, but I got there early, and uh, those of you who are Yankee fans will know the stadium moved down the block uh, twelve years ago. Right, I went to the place stands, which is the classic place well, where you go for. If uh, you went a to a beer. Yankee game, you have to go to stands. Right now, stands now is bigger. They opened it up. It's not nearly as. Oh. It's still lousy. But it's not nearly. Uh, it's it still looks like kind of awful, which is the way I wanted it. Right. But they got people sitting outside now because of the pandemic and all
1: a- answer that. Answer me this uh, question, because I will say this: do I have when they built the new Yankee Stadium, I had yet have yet to go to the new one. Right. The, the the does it still have as much of a Met fan as I am? And I would go. I would always go to a Met Yankee game, the Subway Series at Yankee Stadium, just because you know I was a Met fan going to Yankee wow. Stadium. Um, but do they? When you walk into the old Yankee Stadium, you had that aura. Yes. Does it have? I
0: I will tell you this. Here's, in my opinion, what they did. They actually, the outside of the stadium looks like the original stadium from 1923. Yeah, I heard that. Very much so. Yeah. The inside of it has that, uh, the one rebuilt in 76. I have no problem with the new Yankee stadium. Okay. The the amenities are better. Um, I don't think it has that bite. I I know it doesn't, it's not as loud. The seats are more, you know, when you, when you make everything nicer, you don't get that Louie from Queens sitting there with, with a bag of chips and a little ham and egg, ham and cheese sandwich screaming and yelling. It's a different vibe. I think the fans are a little further away from the, from the action. Um, And uh, but it's a beautiful ballpark, it really is. It's just one block over. I've heard it's like it's more like a
1: palace than anything. I mean, I heard it's huge. It's it's
0: nice. Yeah, it's it's big. It's uh, it's nice. Uh, You know, listen, the bottom line. But listen, we're at the age where, like, you know, um, I had to. uh, Well, let me let me just tell you this. So first of all, I go to stands. Yeah. There used to be another little sports bar down the block called Billy's, Mm -hmm. and Billy's. How Billy's was was the one entrance of. Of Billy's was on River Ave. The other entrance was kind of on 161st Street. And so it was like two separate bars almost and they connected them. And I remember it was always easier to go to the bathroom there. But a crazy thing is I remember going like five or six years ago and they made Billy's much nicer. It was like a, a cheap renovation, right? Okay. So i was like, okay. So I'm walking back and my brother was meeting me you know, with the tickets. I mean, Let me duck into Billy's now. Dude, I walk into Billy's. I've never seen a transformation of a bar the ceilings are like 45 feet in the air they what they did was they must have bought out all little stores to the right of it and and the apartments that go with it were gutted
1: and blew the up. entire
0: thing is this giant brick wall thing it almost could be a major nightclub we could have a wedding inside of this place wow all
1: right.
0: very beautiful tvs hanging all over the place i mean it is 2021 in this place and i was like oh you know what I don't mind going to stands for one beer, but I would definitely go back to this place. It's more, more spread out. You can relax a little bit. You know, once the nostalgia of stands is over, you want to go to the nicer place. Right. Um, very modern, but like I said to myself, man, if you go to a game with your buddy and it starts to rain or your team is down uh by uh, you know, by eight runs, you wanna duck out and go to Billy's, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. What was the running joke with uh Derek Jeter when he retired? He finally went to stands. And I think they had a commercial about it, I, and and you never saw that. I don't. Think you should I look saw that up. That. Like, it's got to be on YouTube. Where he walks on the stands, and they have this big, you know, Stan himself is there having this big celebration. I think it was like, you know, he's like, you know, it's the first time you're here. you are here, he retired. I'm like, and uh, Gina's like, that. and Gina awesome. was like, you never invited me or something like that. I, I, you know, I'm like, I was. Do the ball players ever go there? I mean, nowadays I, I, no, I can't see ball players no. going to things like that.
0: Like well, back in
1: the day, uh, like um, you know, like Mickey Mantle, Whitey Ford. Of- all them, they would. Back, I could see that, but well, no. Here's here's the deal.
0: Back in the day, uh, I can't think of the name of this hotel. It's going to kill me. Um, I'll think of it in a second. Right up the block, about three blocks away, is this giant, huge, brown, you know, big building, almost like a plaza hotel-looking thing. Yeah. And back in the day, in the in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, that is where the New York giant football team and the Yankees, the players lived. Mano lived there. Joe D lived there. Whitey. They all lived in there and these, they were like hotel rooms. And that's where you live. So they, once the season started, they lived there and they would go to practice at Yankee stadium, blah, blah, blah. And they were making enough money to pay the, pay the, you know, the hotel fee. And it was a beautiful five-star hotel restaurant down below bar down there. There's no doubt some of the players might have drank at some of the bars, but you got to remember, the Bronx in the 40s and 50s was a very different. very different place, right. Right. Um, especially the South Bronx. But um, what started to happen was in the mid 60s the area really started to change, right? And then I think the, there was an article about the, one of the last players to actually live there, playing for the Yankees or Giants. And what happened was the hotel became a Section Eight uh, hotel for uh, the uh, uh, yeah. under uh, you know the under earners, whatever. And then they say it became a real mess for a long time, but there's rumors that now that the area, that area is much nicer than it used to be. Now okay. um, they're saying that they want to actually go in there. Cause you know, back in the day before they did renovations, they would just, they would just put sheetrock below any of the old designs and all that. Yes. Stuff. Yes. But, yeah. But so now they're saying that if they can raise enough money, they can go in. I can't believe, I can't think of the name of this hotel. It's going to kill me. It's famous. Um, there, there was rumors that they were gonna to try to uh someone was gonna buy it and renovate it and I guess they're gonna have but you know they you have to kick people out and all that stuff being right there. I
1: mean it don't make it to make it, a, a, to make it a hotel yeah
0: or ta- or half hotel, half townhouses. It's a little bit further away, it's probably five or six blocks away. So I'm not so sure if the guy coming in from Cincinnati wants to, you know, go to a Yankee game for for the weekend. Um uh, I hate to say it, it's just, it's a little bit of, you know, the Bronx is the Bronx and I'm not so sure they want to stay at that hotel just yet. I think we might be years away from that, but I, I um,
1: was just curious. Cause you know, as a Met fan back in the heyday when, you know, back in 86, the eighties when they won and there's no, at, you know, Shea Stadium in there was no place to go after, after a game. A lot of them used to go out, take the train and get off. They lived in Glen Cove and um, right. I want to say it was called the barefoot peddler, but I'm, I'm I could be wrong. Um, it's still there in Glen Cove. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think, I
0: think players did sometimes go to these bars probably up till, I'm going to say up till like 1970. You know, they can't you do it now with social
1: media and no, stuff. like you, that. You, they, can't, you,
0: you, they mob you. I mean, if you're a star, yeah. you know, plus you just want to relax. You want to get away. I don't know right. if, uh, if that happens, but anyway, the Yankees won the game. Um, the, I had beautiful seats behind home plate, uh, in the upper deck, but they were nice. Um, there's just something weird about not having the stadium right outside of stands. It just I took a picture of it, I put it on my Facebook. Um, it's just weird. You usually walk out of stands and there was this ugly gray wall right, right there. Right. I remember now it, you yeah. walk over and they have much more room to walk around. It's a better fan experience, but the Yankees played okay. Um it was frustrating. I thought Montgomery pitched a good game, but the Yankees had runners on base. Every inning, and, and they're they just, just really not driving
1: couldn't... them in. They won four two last night, right? 4 Because three. Four three. Four three. Three. it
0: was it was four it was four to one, and then four two, then four three. But um, you know, uh, Sanchez again. You know, running around second, running around second base. He hit a double, nobody on, and a uh, ground ball right in front of him. He man, he got the. He got thrown out. Another base running gaff. You know, he just there's just something about the way he plays. Uh, and then I was watching him behind the plate because we could really see. We were right behind the plate there. Yeah. He, he just, he drops balls like the ones you can't even, like a lot of times the ball was scurrying away from him. Even ones like, almost like it fell out of his glove. And I'm looking at my brother. I'm like, you know, I hate to be that hard on Gary Sanchez because everyone is, but it it, it just seems like I, I I really don't, he's batting 206 and this is how it went. 206. The guy after that, I think was, uh, at one point was Gardner, 189. The guy after that was batting 180. So, the last four guys in the lineup were batting between 206 and like 170.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. Only nine guys bat. Yeah. When four of them were batting 206 or less, you want to know why the Yankees aren't, you know, playing that well? Well, there you go. Well, yeah, but this are
1: um, still, what, five, six games over 500? Are
0: they? Yeah, they're, they're, but they're just not playing crisp baseball.
1: Yeah, uh, I know what you're saying. You
0: know, uh, but it was nice to see uh, Stanton. Uh, who hasn't got a hit since he came back. I was telling my brother, I said, you know, I was at the game three weeks ago and Stanton hit a ball. I still hardest ball I've ever seen hit. It didn't go out of the park. It hit the bottom of the wall, but it was six feet off the ground. It was like a golf (laughs) shot. And so I was telling my brother, my brother was like, I think Stanton stinks. I'm like, he's never the problem. He's batting 270. He's just, you know, whenever he gets injured, it takes him like 10 games to get back again. Right. uh, Even when he's playing, he hit a base hit. (laughs) He hit a base hit to the right fielder. That was, I, I, he looked at me right away. He goes, ooh, that was a rocket. I swear if the right fielder, excuse me, left fielder came up throwing, he could have threw him out at first. It was like <laughs> That's how odd he He looked, the right fielder looked like a goalie making a save on the ball. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Yankees just, they're still playing sloppy. Uh, Urshela made an error that was horrible that caused a little rally there. But, you know, Chapman came in. He walked a couple of guys. But it's really nice to watch the off speed. You know, Chapman throws 100 miles an hour. Sometimes one on one, but he's got this eighty-six mile an hour curve off-speed slider yeah. thing. I don't yeah. know what you call it, and it's really you know it's it's a devastating pitch. I mean that's fifteen well, especially when, 50, because you have
1: you have to sit you have to sit fastball. You know you got to be but ready. But he for was throwing an hour.
0: his fastballs were high a little bit in a away, so he couldn't find the plate. And uh, I thought maybe one of the guys was going to guess on the on the off-speed, and that's when you run into trouble. But um, he was able to you know kind of strike out people there, and he got out of it. They won 4-3, to three, but it was first and second. Uh, nobody out
1: Yeah, in the ninth. No, but they hung mean, on. It was
0: a nice day at the ballpark. No traffic on the way home. But they still don't have that many fans in the seats. I, I don't know. Well, I heard they're they're
1: op- but, yeah, I heard they're opening up to 90% in the, the next week. Yeah. Because the uh, Mets were talking the about are that last
0: But again, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago on our show. <laughs> as much as you want it really crowded, and for Lou Gehrig Day and my dad and all that, I wish it was crowded, you know. I got to be honest, you know, you want to get a beer, you get up casually, you stroll over to the... Right, beer. Is the lines, it's great. Yeah, but they don't have any, there's no beer taps, right? Yeah. Which I actually think they're, they're going to realize, they don't make as much money on cans, I'll tell you that. But you know what, how many times they got to change the keg? Or well, now it's like, they just reach back, they give you a can, you walk away with a can of beer. Um, I. You know, the fan experience with not a lot of people there. It's, it's, probably it's nicer. like, hey, this is a bad, you know. Right. I mean, it's like, yeah, right, right now sitting in front of my television is better. But we had a nice day at the ballpark. Yankees won. And uh, that's about it. So a couple things. Uh, 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 the, the baseball thing. Uh, Mets and Yankees playing okay. Yankees just won, you know, two out of three. They got a day game today. I don't know if it might get rained out. Mets are still in first place. I guess with the Mets um, – I, this is listen, I'm a yankee fan but I'm a baseball fan. Yeah, I think I mean. with the Mets it's really simple. I don't think they have that good of a team but they do have DeGrom, okay? And they do have Lindor who, you know, let's face it, the guy's been a pretty good ball player for the last 5 years.
1: Yeah.
0: I think the Met if I was a Met fan, I'd be like, "You know what? We got DeGrom and we're still in first place." And the rest of it, I'm telling you, dude, the rest of it, you, you know, and Alfonso, let's have some players. Don't get me wrong. By
1: Alonzo. To me, like...
0: to me, it's like, yeah. But to me, it's like we're in first place and we got the Grom, which automatically means if, if you could just get to the playoffs, the Grom's going to pitch game one. And you got him for possibly game four, if you had to, if you were down. Right. And uh, if you had you to, know, we still in game seven. So, in my opinion, you got the Grom. You're still in first place. Two months have gone by. Right. And so you, third and of you season, haven't even
1: had your whole team playing yet.
0: And you haven't had your whole team playing. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't think the Braves, uh, there's a little mystique with Met fans, with the Braves always, you know, uh, shooting them in the butt. But I, I don't think
1: the Braves, um, I, I think that's more of a myth. Um, well, I think with the Braves, what was supposed to be a strength, their pitching has not shown up.
0: Right, I, but yeah. listen, the Braves are the Braves, and the Braves are I, the Braves. You never know what's going to happen. I, that's, a, that's an interesting argument. I'd be willing to bet. I, I wonder if anybody knows this. In the last thirty years, probably the best team regular season would have to be the Braves, though. No? Or maybe it's the Yankees. I don't
1: know. I, you know Think about it. To look When's the last
0: time the Braves sucked?
1: That's true. I mean, 8-19, well, 8-19? 8-19? no, no, there was a couple a couple years stretch where they were rebuilding after the you know the. Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin but it era. wasn't
0: like they were sixty and a hundred, though.
1: Mm, no, they weren't great. There was a couple of years they, they weren't. You know, they struggled, but they weren't. They, they weren't on a 15 year, They, they on a fifteen-year 15 15, rebuild. No, there was like maybe no, a four to five, six-year rebuild, and then they, they came back.
0: They also went on a fifteen-year over ninety-five wins too. Oh
1: yeah, they won fourteen years in a row. At the yeah, division. Yeah, so I mean.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I'm willing to bet they might have. Uh, that's a good stat. I'll see if I can Google that for next week. Yeah. But um, I think the Mets, as a fan, you got to be like, you know, we got a new owner. It's June, we're in first place, and yeah. we got the Grom.
1: Yeah, and that's it. Right. I mean, that, that's what's helped. I mean, Stroman's been pitching well. Walker's back. He's been pitching well for them. It's that you got the, you got a top three right there that are throwing the ball well. It's yeah, it's tough. You know, I said when Alonso came back and he did. They stuck him right behind uh, Lindor. Lindor's been starting to hit. Dom Smith has been, Dom, they put Dom Smith behind Alonzo, and now he's Go been ahead. starting to hit. You know, if you could have those three guys and your filling guys doing the, a, a plane above their head, they are. But right. if they yeah. continue to do it, they'll be okay. They're hey, going
0: to be see. okay. I, you know what? I'll be the first one. You know, matter of fact, we should, we should make a, a mental note come July 1st or 2nd, wherever we do our show. You know, if the Mets are still in first place, I'll be saying the same thing. You know, once you start getting halfway through, the Yankees—I'm worried about. I'm still mesmerized, and it's not talked about enough. The the, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays have, or Rays as they call it—I call them the Devil Rays. You know, their budget is nine dollars, right? And they—they have nine dollars to spend on players. And when you watch the game, every time the Yankees play the, the Rays, I think the Rays are like way better. Now, maybe their middle relief isn't as good. I'm not sure. But, like, they play. Like, everybody very... looks young. They're hustling. They, 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 they're good in the field. They're hungry. They look well coached. Exactly.
1: They, they're, they're hungry. Exactly. hungry but, they, they're but the hungry. Rays
0: have been good now for four years. Yes. Like, they, they, the Yankees they, they... are three and a half games out now. But I don't think the Devil Rays are going away. How do they do it? And then the following year, they got, like, a different roster.
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I know I they lose the...
0: everybody in free agency. But what, what the Rays are able to do – I know every fourth year they win eight games. And then the following year, they're back up to like 89. It, it's right. crazy. They,
1: yeah, I read some, I can't remember where I read it from, but I, the guy who was in the front office being interviewed said, what makes us different is there's no book on how to run things. Like right. Any idea can be a good idea. Not every idea and, works, but they're willing no, to, and, they're willing to and, throw things against the wall idea-wise and whatever sticks and they, they run with.
0: And the owner, the owner wants to stay in Tampa Bay, and they're drawing $15,000, $14,000 a game, which is, gar- I mean, you know, pre-pandemic. Well, the stadium is garbage. State, you've been there. And all he's saying is like, "Hey, I've never been at Tampa Stadium. That's no. terrible." I'm like, I said, I'm like, this guy is is pretty much told the league, "Listen, we win a lot. I'm not drawing here. I got to move this franchise to someplace and let me do our thing." And I, you know. Major League Baseball is going to be sad when either, I don't know, Vegas
1: he, or... Uh, well, i, I tell you what. Newer... I mean, they, they're called Tampa, but they're really... The stadium's in St. Petersburg. Nice place, right. St. Petersburg. I'm not going to knock it. But to get to the stadium, one, is a bit of a hassle. Two, St. Petersburg is more of a retirement community. It's not a young, thriving community. Right. If they moved it to Tampa... I think it, that's what he wants to do. If they I, put it...
0: In Tampa, you know, I think they would draw better. Right. I, I, whatever. I know he wants to move it somewhere nearby, but he's he's uh, he's asking for some help with. Um, you know uh with the funding of it and this is a day and a you know 20 years ago the towns used to write the check to build the right. stadium now, yeah the towns
1: bonds and the yeah, towns realize that municipalities and that, yeah. the
0: owners make the money and the towns get
1: screwed so i don't want to get into a political thing especially right. down
0: in florida well i,
1: but, I, I have heard I, they, they talked about splitting their games in montreal which, right, which but listen that's the not a owners, bad idea
0: <laughs> The owner of the Rays has a legitimate bitch. Yes, I, I agree. I can see if they win, if they won nine games a year, say, hey, dude, your product stinks. It's hot to go to a day game down there.
1: Blah blah blah. He's
0: like, no, we win and we play good, excited right. baseball. And, well, the sta- and
1: the stadium is a dome. I will say that it is a dome, you know? but right, it's it's ah, it's just not. You know, it's a super, right. it's a little tough. So I think the Yankees are going to be in a little trouble with the Rays all year long. I don't think they're going away. Um, I think that's their only competition. I, Baltimore ain't going anywhere. Boston, I think, played above their heads. Right. Who's yes, left? definitely. I, I really want to
0: look at – I can't wait. Again, you know what? Every every first of the month when we do a show, we'll figure out the Mets are still in first place. Yeah. And DeGrom, DeGrom's given up only like three runs in the last five years. <laughs> and then I want to look at some of the Yankee batting averages because, I mean, I, I don't remember this – I mean, we're in June now. The guys are still batting 170. I, I just – you know, uh, you know, like, I laugh, you know, I remember back in the day, guys like Greg Nettles and Reggie would bat 265, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, Greg Nettles would be the leadoff guy. Right.
1: You know right. what I mean? And, well, and, and I, nobody steals bases anymore. So we don't even need that. I, I sent this to you early in the week. I hope you you saw it. I did. I saw that. that where, awesome. We were ahead of our time, and we – said where uh, – I forgot the name. I don't want to – Sherman's the uh, New York Post writer, good writer. He wrote an article on how Major League Baseball is – now, like Dave Kingman, right. Major League Baseball mirrors Dave Kingman stats. Now,
0: I'm I'm still in in the uh, tri-state area, so I actually read the New York Post, the actual <laughs> paper. Believe I read on I just, my phone. I just became my grandfather, <laughs> and uh, I was reading that article. I'm like, oh my god, Kingman, which uh, it's amazing. That's why stats. You know, uh, speaking of stats briefly, with the Lou Gehrig Day, Lou Gehrig's stats are comical because his re- he had so many records that lasted. Till about 1995.
1: Right, right. And then right.
0: Me, my dad, you know, used to say, ah, Garrick has all these records. And I remember every Yankee game, someone would get a double and it would be like, Paul O'Neill just got his, you know, 103rd double and it would be just surpassing. And I would be like, you do have to tell me, Luke it would be, it would be something like, somebody just got 200 hits and 100 walks and that is surpassed by uh, Luke. Like, <laughs> And I don't think Garrick has any records anymore. Uh, I don't uh, – well, I'm sure he has a few. but
1: I'm sure he has a few. And then, of course, Kyle Ripken.
0: Uh, but I'm like, this guy's stats lasted for 40, 50 years. Um, but the weird thing um, is now that I think the game has changed in the last 10 years. So, I think the strikeout thing is going to be out of whack now. Um, how many pitchers that strike – you know, if you're a relief pitcher, forget about low ERA. you got to strike guys out. Because
1: right, right, it's a right. many strikeouts per inning you have. Not right. even right,
0: you you walk a guy and you, you know, you, no ground balls that could you, you, gotta be strikeouts. And I think the relief pitching now, the sixth, seventh, and eighth guy are far superior than they were 20 years ago. I think, anyway,
1: well, yeah, but 20, um, 20 30 years ago, you had one guy come in who threw two or three innings, right. Goose Gossiers, Jeff, uh, Fingers. Jeff Nelson, right? Jeff Nelson on the Yankees
0: had that whiffle ball kind of pitch, yeah. But Joe Torrey, I mean, I, th- I I still don't think he can carry a hammer today. Jeff Nelson, his arm is on the floor because Torrey used him <laughs> so much. Like, you know, I think he pitched them every day for like, you know, three months. But I think the stats, it's hard to look at stats now compared to some of the older guys, even in the 60s and 70s, um, which is uh, mind boggling. But coming up, we do have our favorite segment. Yes. Keep- and yeah. it is called, did you see what this guy did years ago? <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> no, no. Do you remember it, that guy? Sponsored it, by yeah. www.centerofthecup. No, centerofthecup.net. Even I screwed it okay. up. We don't even know how to say the sponsor of the show, <laughs> um, and all the money they've given me personally
0: is really mind-boggling. Amazing. Um, yes, divided by zero, you get zero. <laughs> um, so uh, centerofthecup.com. All your golf needs here at the Omni now go to that website check it out get your get your golf stuff and uh we'll be right back with our favorite portion of the day do you remember that guy is sponsored by centerofthecup.com now back to the show
1: welcome back to interlocking NY's i'm your host rick antonori with my co-host jimmy palumbo and this is do you remember that guy
0: so, all right jimmy, so who do you, who do you
1: got bro all right my guy this week uh legend of well, He's a legend to Met fans. Met fans will really appreciate this. He played in the okay. '90s, early '90s, after after our yeah. our captain left. Okay. Okay. He only played with the Mets for three years. Uh, lefty hitting, nice glove, a little bit of power. He only hit what? what, what first first what base. What position? First base. Okay. He had a total of 106 home runs in his career. Batted 269 with a 320 on base percentage. Played nine years in the bigs Nine years? Okay. Nine years in the bigs. He's 51 yeah. years old um, now. Still still involved in the game, I found out. I found a lot of information, believe it or not. It was nice.
0: Okay, so this guy's still current. What's his name? I don't know if I can. His name First baseman... is
1: Rico Bronia. Oh, okay. Wait, how do you spell his last name? B-R-O-G-N-A.
0: You know what? I remember that name, but I don't really remember this. Well, three years with the Mets. I, I you know, I wouldn't remember the other. You no, know, it's really his best two.
1: three years, basically in baseball. Pretty much. Okay. He had one good year with the Phillies, but his best years, 94, 95, and ninety six, he played with the Mets. So, so now, what is the what's the legendary status of this guy? It's not that it's just legend. I think it was be, it's just he was. I think it was the name, you know, right. Rico. Bronya, <laughs> you, <know, laughs> you know, and I, I think it was the name. And sounds like a, sounds like a good restaurant. You know, well, he Rico, also Bronies. right? He followed Dave Magadan, um, who was a good hitter, but not the greatest first baseman defensively. And and if you remember, Dave Magadan followed Keith Hernandez. So Rico right. Bronya came up, and he played a really nice first base, you know. And there was this. You know So you had that Keith, you had that Keith Hernandez feel going on. Yeah, you had that feeling again of like this guy could you know he has the leather, he's not hitting bad. I mean his first few years, the Mets, you know, he came up with the Mets, played thirty nine games in ninety-four, and hit three fifty one. You know, oh, so wow. right away the Mets you know, Mets fans are going nuts over the guy. So right. this first full season with the Mets, 134 games, he wound up batting with twenty two home runs, he batted two eighty nine with a three forty two on base percentage. Wow. So this okay. guy was, you know, he was he was like, you know, then he got hurt in 96. we only played 55 games. The Mets finished at 255 with only seven home runs. Don't, don't you get the feeling with these guys at their first year when they bat like 350,
0: there's always some, some manager in a dark, a, some ex-coach in a dark room with a cigar and a bottle of scotch with the video going, and he gets a call from, hey, why is this guy batting so high? And he's like, ah, let me watch the film. <laughs> and then, you know, he watches film for two hours. He's like, all right, throw him low and outside on the first two pitches. <laughs> like, right. And within within two video sessions, the guy's batting
1: 245 and he's out of baseball. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, you think about it, I mean, it's like, it's like what, you know, I get you know, the book got out on him and then, because then his next few years, he gets traded to the Phillies. I, and I do have it in here somewhere. I remember he, I have it somewhere where he, uh, in Wikipedia, he tells me who, who he was traded for. I don't think it was anything special. But with the Phillies, okay, his best year, all right, is give me one second. I wrote it down. Here it is. So he was a starter for the Mets. For
0: yeah,
1: starter first and base. Then
0: when he, I always judge this. When he got traded uh-huh. to the Phillies, did he start?
1: Yes, because okay. he was. You
0: know, he was part of. That to me is a good a sign that a guy's got to have something because well
1: here's sometimes what, you. Here's what comes out. It it says concerns surrounding Bronya's condition contributed to the decision um, the Mets trade him. He was diagnosed with, I'm going to try to pronounce this one, ankylosing spondylitis. I have no idea what that is.
0: Wow. So they they, they thought he was out of shape. Meanwhile, he had some kind of thing going on.
1: Yeah, some kind of thing going on. So the Mets traded him to the Phillies following the 96 season, but he recovered sufficiently to be an offensive contributor for several seasons thereafter. Um, let's see, played nine years. Yeah. Where, where did he, where did he end up after his career? Well, oh, well, this is the interesting part because he played, he also played football in high school, played basketball in high school. He goes back to Watertown. Okay. Um, where he, in Connecticut, he's kind of another Connecticut boy. Okay. Right? Um, and he played at, uh, he, he signed a letter of intent to play quarterback at Clemson university. So the guy, the guy was a hell of an athlete. Oh yeah, all definitely. Right? So after his retirement, all right, he in two thousand six he managed at post university. The team only went thirteen and forty, and then he uh, six and nineteen. He then um, goes back to Watertown and coaches the baseball team there. And I'm I'm not gonna say well, I, don't, I don't know what type of coach he is, but I guess he just didn't have the players because he has a losing record there also, ten and forty one. He leaves okay. baseball. Okay, he then starts okay. coaching in football at Wesleyan University wide receivers okay. coach all wow. right till about yeah he's at so he and then in 2010 the diamond Arizona Diamondbacks bring him back to be their double a minor league baseball uh manager all right? and he he does it for a year and then 2011 he was named the head football coach at Notre Dame Fairfield High School in Connecticut so he, he's bouncing what? back and forth between sports i you know what i got
0: to be honest with you and i guess our listeners will fill us in eventually I don't recall many coaches at any level going from football and baseball yeah. past past their professional career in one sport. In other words, if a guy played football, he doesn't coach baseball. And if a guy played baseball for 10 years, he doesn't go back and forth. That's so odd. Right. And there it must be something likable about the guy. It has right. to
1: be. And then in the 2013, he returns to Watertown High School, Gridiron, as a special teams and defensive coach. After the 2013 season, he's hired. As special assistant to Jerry DePoto, general manager of the Los Angeles, the Angels of Anaheim. I hate that name. And in Me 2014, too. he's named Angels player information coach. So hey. he's with the Angels now today. Um, hold on, because no. What year, yes. what year was that? This is okay. 2013. In 2017, he's hired as the coach of the Reading Fighting Phils, the minor league double A team for the Phillies. He's still there. He's married. Oh, wow. He's married. Uh, they have two children, um, living in Connecticut.
0: All right. So, so the guy, he, he's a you know, guy, decent hitter, two sixty nine. Plays nine years in the bigs. Probably made a few dollars. Yep. I think usually the rule of thumb is after your fifth year you start making a couple of bucks, and um, sounds like he yeah, had. He's still coaching, of uh, the football and baseball thing. I, I I'd be hard. That's a small club there. I can almost guarantee. Yeah. You that.
1: Yeah. He did. You know, um, he was a he was a heck of an athlete and his. So, uh, hey, he played nine years in the major leagues. He had to do something, right? Rico Bronia, Rico New York Mets. Bronia. Who you got? Well,
0: I got my guy. Okay. Um, this is a, this is going to be a unique one because it's going to end odd. And uh, you'll, you'll know right away. My guy played for the Yankees uh, in 97 and 98. Two years. He played uh, yeah, two years with them. He had a total career of uh, – he played not a total of 10 years in the bigs. Okay. Okay. Um, he played with a bunch of teams. He played with the Yankees, Angels, Tigers, Dodgers, Cleveland, and Texas. All right, so the played, Journeyman outfielder.
1: He played with the 97 Yankees who lost to the Indians, and then the 98 he, Yankees, he won the World correct. Series. All right.
0: Correct. Um, and uh, he, uh, lifetime batting average, he's 52 years old now, lifetime batting average, 264. He had 101 home runs. Um, Not bad. And his career ended in uh, 2001. Now, here's the kicker. I remember this guy. I thought he was decent with the Yankees. You know, utility outfield. When he played a lot, he didn't do that bad. And he had a couple of big home runs against the Braves and stuff in the World Series and stuff. Um, and uh, his name is Chad Curtis. Chad Curtis, yes. He now, was a good ball player. Uh, hang on. Good ball player. Now, it, it gets crazy. He's from Indiana, so he's out from your world. Yeah, And uh, he also uh, still lives out in Michigan now. Um, now, at one point, he was being coached by Rod Carew with the Angels. Okay, and in the beginning, when he was younger, he was very fiery, known for like being like one of those fiery guys. But he, he, they say he was like always almost on edge, and he's kind of uh, half famous for he had a home run against the Braves, and he wouldn't do the interview with Jim Gray live on television. And it turns out he said the team decided that we're not going to do interviews with you live on TV, but. Joe Torrey was like, we never had this team. Like, we never, that was never discussed. So he had voices Um, in his head. (laughs) Right. He also, under Rod, uh, he almost got in a, you're going to laugh at a few guys. He, uh, under Rod Carew, okay, he got in an argument over uh, hitting with Rod Carew. Okay, so right away, you know, and Rod Carew called him uncoachable. And that's why he kept on getting traded. He was also, when he was with Detroit, he found God, as they say. And he became one of those guys in the clubhouse that once he got there, everybody liked him, but then he started to over preach. And he's actually famous for preaching to Derek Jeter during Jeter's like prime years.
1: Oh yes. And I remember this now.
0: He, he, he called out Derek Jeter that you don't know how to play the game, right? You don't know what you're doing with baseball, which is comical. So that's why yeah. the Yankees and the Yankees quoted. One of the officials said he came here, not a bad ball player started to preach. That runs its course in the clubhouse, and they, and now he has to go. So I guess the players got tired of it. All the rap music playing in the background, he would argue with it. If Jerry Springer was on the TV, yeah, he I would mean, say yeah, why we. You know. I mean, so, every every,
1: every clubhouse has like clicks, shall we say? Okay, well you, you know, it's, yeah, it he, gets worse. It yeah, gets oh worse. boy. So he already, so he already
0: called Carew out. He called Derek Jeter out. Okay, he also got a huge ball with Kevin Mitchell. Um, oh, that's in 1997, that couldn't have gone well. with the Indians, <laughs> Kevin Mitchell had uh, rap music on, and yeah. he just shut it off. And Kevin Mitchell said, hey, put it back on. They got in a fight, and Chad Curtis broke his thumb. Okay? So now, as bad as this guy is in the clubhouse, it uh, 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 it certainly, at one point, he told uh, a player, Gabe Kapler, who's Jewish, that he's going to hell if he doesn't, you know. Uh, Convert? Convert now. Here's where it gets really lousy, and this is where, I uh, this guy can rot in hell as far as I'm concerned. In 2000, he ended up bouncing around different jobs. What a guy to bring
1: up for this segment, and he can rot in hell. Well, let me tell (laughs) you. you Do you want to remember this guy?
0: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I do. That's why I told you this one can get creepy. In 2013, he got convicted of sexually assaulting three teenage girls at Lakeland Lakeland High in Michigan. And it's like creepy. He was giving them massages in a, in a in a, in a trainer's room with the doors locked and three girls came out of the wood. Totally. It sounds like, like four or five girls came out of the woodwork, totally nailed him. And he kept trying to appeal. And these girls were testifying, even though they were underage, I guess they were like, no, we want to nail this creep. And it ended up, they, uh, he got like a jail sentence of like 15 years. Wow. He did get released in 2009, 2020, probably because of pandemic. You know, they're letting some guys out. Yeah. uh, So on and so forth. But he's on now three, two year house arrest. A real creep for sure. And it gets even lousier. One of the girls, two of the girls settled for $10,000 out of court. One of the girls was like, no way, this guy's got money and he's a creep. And she won a $1.8 million lawsuit. Now he was married, he got divorced when this all Obviously. went Obviously, So the wife, now I can't bash the wife, but maybe I will a little bit. She was probably trying to hang on to any money she could. She wasn't the creep. He was. Right. She didn't. So they tried to move around some marital assets. Yeah. So so they couldn't get it from, from her. Yeah. But she like filed for bankruptcy on the day the ruling came down. And like oh, really yeah. like bad, yeah, bad visual. Out and uh just uh, as of in 2020 uh, one of the judge ruled like no lady you, that money is you know you, you're His losing some of that money, money. Is it? yeah so he's out of jail now the wife looks like a jerk because she doesn't want the kids to get money after her ex-husband was a creep and uh so he just and he right now chad curtis is 51 years old living in michigan and he's a complete megan's law creep and uh and I hope he rots in hell, to be honest with you. and uh, Or I hope he, you know, change, you know, whatever. whatever, Either gets fully rehabbed or he rots in hell, whatever you want to call
1: what it. What a happy segment this is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so now I know we only have like one minute. So Chad Curtis and Rico Rico Brogna. Two,
1: right? Rico Sorry, Brogna.
0: I know we only got like a minute to go. But I got to ask you one quick question. Yeah. We have a segment called Ask the ask Coach. The coach. Go ahead. So I'll ask you real quick. You've been coaching now for managing now for a full 48 hours. So yeah. I know you know everything. <laughs> so, um, what is the difference between D1 and D2 in there, terms there, of the players?
1: It's not a big difference, but there's a difference. It's just physic the way they move, the, the way they, they see the game, and how the the messages that uh, are being sent from their eyes to the brain to the body is just at a different speed. I mean, you could see it. They're like
0: bigger, 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 faster, stronger, they, quicker.
1: Not that they, have, yeah, definitely quicker. Not that they're exactly stronger, but they're when you hit. All right, uh, power is defined by speed times balance. Okay, that equates right. to power. They're they're just they're, they're more on time. Their balance is just a little bit better. Their their right. hand eye coordination is just a little fast, and you could see it. I mean, there are some guys. I'm telling you there at the beginning of the show there were some guys like two or three guys that would get up and as I was pitching batting practice I was starting to sweat I'm like this kid has one through his net I'm a dead man you, you know it's <laughs> awesome you know but it's so that's awesome you know there is and again some D2 D2 players just need a little tweak of development and they're in the D1s category it's not right. you know it's not a, we're not talking a big thing but I will say this every level you move up there's a funnel Think of it like this big funnel.
0: Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. and it goes sure.
1: down to smaller, smaller parts. The game of baseball will let you know when it's done with you at right. a certain level. Well,
0: that's what they say in football when a college kid goes to the NFL. They said, I'm trying to get the game to slow down for this guy Yeah, because the game is just too fast. So baseball, though, is, you know, pitcher and batter. You, and you you can the-
1: develop. the guys. Sometimes guys develop later. That's why there's yeah. so many years in the minors compared to – college football right to the nfl in right. baseball yep. you go you graduate college you may go to high a double a but you're still there a couple of years before they think you're ready
0: that's it so the biggest difference is some god-given uh talent god-given, in terms of god-given reaction talent. time and yeah. all that stuff yeah well all right that's the ask the coach segment we didn't have that much time because we we blabbered on a little bit yeah a little and, bit. But uh, it was a fun show It was a fun show, and uh, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Interlocking and Wise with Rick and Jimmy every Sunday at 8 p.m. on 365sportscast.com, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcast.